0: You're listening to Deliberate Living, a podcast that inspires, empowers, and encourages listeners to live life more authentically. My name is Holly Priestley, and I'm a full-time nomad and creator who has been living in my 1997 Ford van since January 1st of 2019. I travel the United States with my dog, learning how to live with more authenticity. I explore different ways people choose to ditch the prescribed life we've all been sold and live on their terms, finding freedom and happiness however they choose hello hello and welcome to another episode of the deliberate living podcast i am your host holly Priestley, and this week's guest is dennis alexander he and his dog jackie live out of a tiny tag teardrop trailer and they have been traveling the country from the east to the west for the last few months and i think his story is really interesting his background is different from all the other guests that i've had on the show so far and so i hope that everybody out there gets some good insight out of this week's episode. So, hello, Dennis. Hello. <laughs> Why don't you give the audience who doesn't know you um, and hasn't been following you a little bit of the background of what you were doing before camper life and uh, how you got to where you are right now.
1: Okay. Um, 2003, I enlisted in the Army as a cavalry Scout. We got deployed to Iraq for 16 months. Um... That resulted in me having PTSD from it, and I'm an alcoholic. I've been September 27th, two months, uh, two years, rather, sober. Um,
0: That's incredible.
1: So, yeah, a lot. I kind of hit my rock bottom a couple years ago, and anyway, ended up in some trouble and blah, blah, blah. So now, after that, I decided that I wanted to live this lifestyle, I just wanted to get out in nature and just kind of find my peace and figure my life out. been through a lot of treatment for my PTSD and addiction and alcoholism, which has helped save my life. I'm very grateful for everyone involved in that. Um, very grateful for my dog, Jackie. She's, she's literally saved my life once or twice. Um, but yeah, about a year and a half ago, I started researching, you know, van life and living on the road and no mad life and kind of enjoyed it. So I figured, Hey, I'm going <laughs> to give it a shot. Right yeah. now I have the fortunate ability and opportunity in my life where I don't have to worry about work or other obligations. So I have some time just to travel around and figure yeah. life out.
0: Your job is you. Your job is your life.
1: My job right now is taking care of me and Jackie and just figuring life out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So before you hit the road full time, I know you had a another vehicle that was a little bit smaller, a little Jeep mm-hmm. Renegade. Um and I know that was like uh what, like a weekender vehicle, not like a full time yeah, live in vehicle.
1: Yeah,
0: a, and that gave you enough of like a taste of the lifestyle to be like, I don't wanna go full time on the road. Yeah. Not in this tiny thing, <laughs> but
1: Yeah, the Jeep was small, but I didn't upgrade much bigger to thirteen foot <laughs> teardrop. I think the interior is 70 by 74 inches, so it's bigger than what I had, and fits <laughs> me and the dog.
0: Yeah, smaller than my van. I mm. think I could fit your trailer inside my van. Probably. Pretty much. Yeah, which is cool. Um And so, before you bought the trailer, you were done. How you'd done the research, you you know practiced with your Jeep and all that. You knew that's what you wanted. How did your family and friends react? To your, you know, did you tell anybody? Was everybody excited? Were they kind of nervous? Like, how, before you moved into it, what did your your community think?
1: Um, well, my dad and mother were the ones who turned me on to this. There was one weekend I was in treatment for my addiction, and my mother picked me up, and we went up to their place in New Hampshire. And my dad's all about uh, YouTube, you know, travelers and van life. And I'd never really even heard of it until that was... I don't know, a year and a half ago. I've never even knew what it was before that, and I kind of piqued my interest. And my parents are hundred percent supportive. They're they're jealous of what I'm doing. This is what mm-hmm. they want to do. So, I think in a year or two, when my dad retires, that's their plan.
0: That's
1: awesome. I love that. But yeah, I mean, the people close to me know that this is very important to me, and they're all hundred percent supportive. And you know, that's just, great. It's good having them behind me, so.
0: Yeah, that's not always the case. Sometimes your friends and family are like, we think you're crazy. We support you. <laughs> yeah, we love you. Exactly, like, whatever yep. it is that you want to do, we also think you might be a little cray.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's nice having them there.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And so when you bought your, your trailer, was there any part of you that was like, oh, shit, what have I done? Am I sure I want to do this? Like, was there any kind of, like, nervousness or apprehension before or like right
1: after you hit the road? When I first got the trailer, I think I got a, about a month before I actually hit the road and I was just, I was excited because I was doing just a little bit of work on it, you know, kind of yeah. making it my own and figuring out what I need and what I don't. The day I actually hit the road, I was still excited, but it was that night, I think, I, I can't remember where we were, somewhere in Western New York, I think. I stopped at a Walmart. Oh, man. Spent the night there. and What
0: a first night. Yeah, the anxiety <laughs> kind of hit
1: me, and I didn't have a plan. I knew what states I wanted to go to and, like, sites I want to see, mm-hmm. but I had zero plan or zero direction of where I'm going next, and that kind of – I've always been a okay, ABCD type of person, and this is completely different, but I, I love it now, you know. The first couple of weeks were a little little rough getting used to, but yeah, it's been a two – When I leave, June 1st, June 2nd? Yeah. Two and and a half, almost three months. Two and a half months, months. yeah. Yeah. But I'm finally getting used to it and really enjoying it, so...
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think the first few weeks for most people are very, like, riddled with, like, excitement and the, like, logistical realities of you know like you can sleep in walmart parking lots if you want to yeah not not ideal
1: but
0: yeah you can do things like that if you want to but then you kind of realize like what actually suits you and what doesn't and sometimes having to figure that out can like really induce some anxiety of like can i do this yeah is this going to be enjoyable am i going to be able to sustain this and i would imagine like especially with your background like it's nice feeling like you have some control over your environment and what's going on and the people around you. And when you park at a Walmart, you don't have any of that shit.
1: (laughs) The worst night, I think it was the third night we were in um, Indiana, Fort. Worth? Yes. And I was at a cracker bow, and that was just a terrible night. <laughs> Police sirens, <laughs> engines revving. Oh. Was that wasn't fun.
0: Been there. I mean, not Fort Worth, but, <laughs> like, that situation.
1: <laughs> it's tough coming from the East Coast because there's no BLM land, big national forest until yeah. you kind of get into, you know, western parts of Colorado.
0: Yeah, so your first few weeks, you kind of had to book it to get to the part of the country that does have space where you could do things like this.
1: The first two days, I took all back roads. I figured, oh, i got plenty of time. Let's see the country. And that was just, I think I made just about less than 800 miles in in three days doing that. So after that, I was like, ah, I'm hitting the highway. Let's go. (laughs) I've got to get there.
0: I think that there's definitely a time and a place for back roads. I prefer back roads. Just highways are really stressful with all the other cars and the speed and all of that. But yeah, like if you're if you if you're on a mission and you have to be someplace by a certain day, or you're in a part of the country where the back roads maybe yeah. aren't really worth the extra time they take, the highways are there for a reason. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Got into Ohio and I was like, man I've had enough of this, girl on the highway.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I wanna know what are some of the most significant differences you've seen from those like first few days or first like 2 or 3 weeks on the road to the last like maybe 2 or 3 weeks like what has been the biggest changes and maybe what things have surprisingly like stayed the same from the beginning to now
1: um well let's talk about the trailer i <laughs> rearranged and reorganized that thing probably five times now. Still trying mm-hmm. to get comfortable and figure out what's what. Oh
0: my god, absolutely. Um,
1: so, with the trailer, it was that, um, me for like emotionally and mentally, I, my person, I, before I was a little high strung and kind of like I said, I always needed a plan and what's next. And I hate surprises and just I've noticed that I'm a lot more relaxed and kind of go with the flow. You know, take things as I come, and
0: yeah.
1: I'm not. My only stress and anxiety right now in my life is okay. Where do I want to go camp next? What do I want to go see next? Where can I get water? Mm-hmm. Where's the grocery store?
0: Yeah.
1: And there's really not much outside interference knocking, you know, putting in my anxiety to the high. But yeah, it's good. You know, just being out here and being alone.
0: Yeah, being out in the woods and like being really choosy about who you tell where you are and that they can come camp with you um, is one yeah. of the best <laughs> things. I, I mean, I've talked about it on the show before. I don't say where I am when I'm there. I always say where I am after I leave.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, part of it is for safety, and part of it is because I'm an introvert and I like my space, and I don't really want other people messing that up. Absolutely. Which I know you understand. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, what do you think are... This is kind of in line with the question I just asked, but a little different, um, and your answer might be different. What do you think are the biggest like pros and cons? I think we've mostly addressed the pros so far. Um, what do you think are the biggest pros and cons of living in a tiny teardrop on the road?
1: I think the first thing I said to you when I came into your van, oh my god, you can stand up in You here. can stand yeah. in my
0: van! <laughs>
1: my, I think the teardrop from the, the floor to the roof is maybe, I don't know, three and a half, Four feet ish, maybe at the most. So, mm-hmm.
0: so you can sit upright. I can sit upright. Like I some, can some some like low top bands, depending on the build. Like, you can't sit upright. Yeah. Like we're in the space that you sleep in. So if you're going to like read a book, I think that would be challenging. Yeah. So at least you have that.
1: I can sit upright, and <laughs> I got to do some yoga poses when I'm getting dressed in there. But <laughs> yeah, it's cozy though. It, it, at night, like when I shut up all the windows and put the blinds up, it's just like my own little cocoon, and it's yep. it's comfortable. The outside world doesn't exist to me when I'm in there, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know exactly how
0: but you feel. Know. But
1: for the cons of it, that's one of them. I can't stand up. And the kitchen's outside. So, you know, the, the weather, yeah. I got to, if I want to cook, I got to go out and deal with that. So that's a con. Um, there's times I get lonely. Definitely wish I had a friend or two, you know, just to share some of these experiences with. But yeah. That's how do one you of the, deal
0: with loneliness?
1: I usually reach out to someone back home, a friend or like brother or, yeah, just, you know, just, or even sometimes I, I hate admitting this, but like hopping on Facebook for just a little bit and scrolling through and seeing what everyone's doing. That kind of helps me get out of it.
0: Yeah. I feel like sometimes when I'm lonely, uh, the social media, like I, I also text, call, you know, Marco Polo, whatever. I try to reach out to people when I'm feeling lonely and that helps sometimes social media can be really helpful. And it's like, oh, look, everyone's out, like, living life, and yeah. we're all connected. This is great. And sometimes it makes me feel even more, like, isolated and alone. And so in times like that, it's good to recognize it right away and be like, oh, this doesn't feel good. I'm going to do something else. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, like, write snail mail. I've got postcards from everywhere that I need to send out. Like, it's, I think it's a good tool to have, and sometimes it doesn't feel good.
1: Or even, so, I'll just walk into town sometimes and just
0: the yeah. presence
1: of other people. Humans being around you for you know twenty minutes, half hour—that's all I need. And I'm like, okay, yeah. I'm good. You know.
0: Have you ever had an experience where like you're feeling that need to like I just want to be around humans, and then you go into a town and you find like a park or something, and then you get there and you're like, how do I be around humans? Yeah. I forgot. This I don't know how to have a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't actually want to be around humans. <laughs> this was a bad idea. So you just
1: throw the hat and sunglasses on and look down and uh, take the dog and for leave. A walk. And... Yeah. <laughs> In and out. Okay, that's enough.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely do that all the time. Ugh. What do you think are like your future plans for living in the rig? Like the next like six months to maybe the next like year or two? Like do you see yourself doing this super long term or what what do you got going on?
1: Well I made myself give me a goal to live in it for one year and see how that goes. Mm-hmm. So, started beginning of June. Yeah, I'll wait till next June. And if I enjoy it, I'll keep the rig. If I figure maybe I got to upgrade, that would be nice too. Or i say, hey, I fell in love with this place. I want to live here now, you know, in a house. So, that's, you know, it's really about it for six months to eight months out. I don't know. I'm just going with it. Yeah, do
0: it for a so, year, yeah. see how it feels if you like it. Maybe upgrade if you don't like it. If you find a place along the road that you like and want to stay, then stay. Yeah, Yeah.
1: that's that's my plan so far.
0: I think that's super common with a lot of road people. We like travel thinking that maybe we'll find a place that we don't want to leave. And some people do, and that's awesome. And I like to go visit them. (laughs) I haven't found that for myself yet. Well, Well, that's okay. (laughs)
1: Like I was telling you before, I, I planned on... Oh, I'm gonna go hit, you know, Rocky Mountain National Park. Gonna go to Yellowstone. Gonna head up to Glacier National Park, and the whole two and a half months, I can't leave Colorado. It's like, (laughs) oh, I gotta go to this place. Oh, this place is beautiful. I gotta stay here. And I went up to Wyoming for like a week and a half in mid June, and that was it. And then I came right back to Colorado. It was just, I don't know, something about here.
0: Yeah, I think that having that flexibility is. One of the biggest benefits of the lifestyle. Absolutely. Especially with like your your (coughs) job set up in that you don't necessarily have to be anywhere at a specific Mm -hmm. time. You don't need to have service. You don't have a lot of these other like parameters that people have. Um and so you do have complete freedom over I'm like I'm liking this place, I wanna stay here, I wanna explore something Mm -hmm. nearby, or I'm not liking this place, I wanna go see something else. Or like what the fuck ever you feel like doing and like on the one hand that sounds like so much freedom like so much happiness like so yeah. much like i can do whatever i want to do it's and also i know from experience that sometimes it can be really overwhelming Absolutely, yeah. and like oh shit like i have so many options what do i want to do how do you deal with that
1: I usually like like right now I'm probably gonna leave here where we're at in a couple mm-hmm. days and I have no idea. I have an idea of the area I wanna go to but not really a spot. So most of the time I just start heading out to the area I wanna be in and you know, I'll hop on the apps and try to find the campsites and stuff and you know, find one I like and if I like the area I'll set up and stay there, you know, a few days. Yeah. I think the longest I've stayed anywhere was, you know, a fourteen day limit. Yeah. <laughs> and that I like to move around every maybe five to seven days, I'd usually stay and t- pick up, pack up and find another spot, so.
0: Yeah. So you kind of have, like, an idea, like, hey, it'd be kind of nice to go yeah. over to this place, and then you go, and you you give yourself the flexibility yeah, of exactly. not liking it. If you don't like it, you leave.
1: Yeah, I think I've... When I was talking to you last week, that one mm-hmm. day, I was supposed to be a two-hour drive, and that <laughs> ended up to be, like, an eight, nine-hour day drive and finding a oh, camp. Like, that God. was miserable, but...
0: I've... had days like that. I'm sure I've talked about it on the podcast before where you like you you plan like I'm gonna I'm here. I'm gonna go here. It's it's an hour away. It's two hours away I know where I'm gonna go and then you just end up driving for like literally like eight hours a day Trying to figure out where you're gonna camp because your first option Didn't work out. Maybe the road was closed. Maybe it was taken Maybe it didn't have service for those of us who need it Like there's so many things that can go wrong which is all, which is air quotes for those who can't see it. Um, and it's not wrong. It's just it's giving you more of an opportunity to explore mm-hmm. and like figure out your methods for finding camping. But Lordy, it is exhausting sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. And the freedom, it's, like I said, I have zero obligations to really anyone or anything. No job, no personal. I mean, my family's all back on the East Coast and... But other than that, I don't, you know, no house, not married, no kids, nothing like Mm -hmm. that. So it's just, I've never felt this free in my life. And it's, it's overwhelming at times for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine coming from like a military background that's like super structured. You wake up at exactly this time. You eat at this time. You work out at this time. You go do, you know, like it's so regimented. And now you're just like, oh, fuck, what do I want (laughs) to do today? I can do anything. And that can be paralyzing yeah
1: i mean there's been days i've been like searching online or looking at a map like what should i go do now what should i go and the next like, thing i know i'm like it's already four in the afternoon i've been <laughs> sitting around trying to figure out what to do all day but those days i just i don't mind just sitting around and just it's
0: soaking up the sun yeah like
1: the spot we're at now it's great there's a little river right next to it and a couple days ago i think i just sat out there for an hour hour and a half and just watched the water and Perfect, you know, it's beautiful. It sounds
0: so meditative and so nice. It
1: is.
0: (laughs) What kind of advice would you give to somebody else who's considering making this kind of lifestyle change? Like maybe specifically somebody who is a veteran, maybe somebody who has PTSD, maybe somebody who is in recovery. Um, What kind of like lifestyle, like unique lifestyle uh, suggestions would you give to somebody dealing with those kinds of Mm -hmm. issues and wanting to maybe try this out but is also legitimately afraid of of switching things up so much
1: you just got to take that first step that's the hardest part I mean once you figure out what kind of rig you want you know a van just car camp trailer whatever it is just take that first step that's the hardest part and it's once you're past that it's just Easier than you think. I mean, there's bumps and bruises along the way, but that first step was the hardest for me. I think if you just go for it.
0: And so your first step was buying the trailer, or what was the first step for you?
1: I think mentally was the first step, like just wrapping my head around everything and and Mm. preparing myself to go on this journey. And
0: And how did you do that?
1: uh, Um,. Honestly, I watched a lot of National Park documentaries for a while. And that, oh, like, that's cool. Yeah, and I just started falling in love with that. And it's like, yep, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there, I'm going to go there. So that's kind of a big motivator. And
0: You got excited yeah. about the potential. You got excited about the places you might go visit. And that helped you figure out, like, yeah, this is something I want to do. Yeah, it might be hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Like, I figured shit out before, I could figure shit out yeah, again.
1: A big motivator, too, is I... Like I want to see the country that I fought for. I want to see, you know, sure. I've seen the, the bits and pieces here and there, but nothing.
0: You've probably major, seen more yeah. of the rest of the world than you've yeah. seen of this country.
1: Yeah, so I that's figured, a really interesting concept. Go explore the country and see the beauty that it has, and there's a million beautiful places here.
0: I, I think that is so fascinating. I think that's a really cool way to look at it. And I moved around a lot as a kid. And I've been living in the van for so long that I don't consider that. Yeah. Like I know that I see a lot more of the country than most people do. And I have seen a lot more of the country than some people ever will. But yeah, it never occurred. Like I've, I was not in the military. So it's not like I fought for this country. I'm going to go see it. Like I want to go see it because I can <laughs> you
1: know, you gotta take advantage of it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Dennis, where can people come find you online if they want to follow more of your journey and see Jackie?
1: Uh, you can find us at, on IG at wag underscore wander. Okay. Um,
0: and I'll link to that in the show notes as well.
1: That's really all i got for social media. <laughs> I keep my Facebook private, so.
0: Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm most active on Instagram, too. My Facebook is like, do I actually know you in real life?
1: Yeah. <laughs> we do have a YouTube channel, but there's no content yeah. on it. and Not I'm yet. debating if we're going to get that going. So yeah. maybe in the future you'll see us there, too.
0: If there is, I will update everybody. Absolutely. Awesome. So if there are any uh, veterans out there who are following or are just now following because of this episode, I'd love to hear from you. Like, did you enjoy this? Did you find it useful? Are you considering life on the road? Are you already doing life on the road? Um, And, yeah, what further questions do you have for Dennis? (laughs) Just leave those in the comments. And as always, thank you to everybody who has ever supported this podcast in any way, shape, or form. Everyone who listens, watches, reads, um, if you can go ahead and subscribe if you haven't done that yet, that really helps us with the algorithms, helps other people find us. If you liked this episode, thumbs up, five stars, whatever it is on the platforms that y'all are listening to it on. And if you want to help offset some of the costs that go into producing the show, I have a Venmo and a PayPal set up in the show notes as well. And if you want to get a little more behind the scenes action or maybe even some snail mail in your mailbox I have a Patreon for that as well but yeah thanks Dennis for being a part of this
1: no problem Um, can I say one more thing? yeah absolutely Uh, feel free to reach out uh, DM me on Instagram if anyone has any questions I'm more than happy to answer them
0: yeah please do that would be great (laughs) and I hope you guys tune in next week for another excellent episode bye see ya we've reached the end of this episode of Deliberate Living you can find the show notes and everything we referenced over on my website at www.hollycpreesley.com, and be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube where I also publish weekly blogs and other informative videos. You can come join my Patreon community and get behind the scenes and bonus content as well as postcards, stickers, and whatever else I choose to create. I'll see you next week on Deliberate Living and until next time, keep your life on the